Hey, hey, on this episode of Sapper Chats, we are going to break down for you AEW versus NXT, the head-to-head collision that happened last night. Also, we're going to probably take a quick peek at Fastlane and Raw and all the things that are happening in the world of professional wrestling. So, as I always say, sit back, strap in, and thank you for letting us into your ears. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sapper Chats. I'm your host, Bobby Sapson. Joined with me is my man with the master plan, Mr. Chance Michaels. Chance, how are you, man? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Can't complain, man. We're coming at everyone today on a Wednesday. So just so everybody knows, uh, sorry for if you were waiting for an episode last night. Sorry, I didn't deliver. Technology can still prove to be troublesome at times, eh? Absolutely. Yeah, sometimes it can, but here we are coming off Smack, come Smack, or coming off NXT and Dynamite, so maybe it worked out better. I think it worked out just fine, man. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of that, why don't we start with your take on the show? I mean, overall, just a quick summary. We'll break oh, it down. NXT? Oh, NXT, yeah. NXT was good, man. I, I'm just saying that, you know, John Cena was out there. They just had a had an energy to the show that hasn't had in a little bit, I thought. It was pretty good. Brought out the big guns, Cody Rhodes, John Cena, good energy, fun. The casual person tuned in, as you can tell by the ratings. So it was good. Dynamite wasn't as – I thought NXT was a better show than Dynamite last night myself. Dynamite wasn't bad, but I don't know. It wasn't – they weren't as a good night. It was a Tuesday night war that you don't see very often. So it's fun. Brings up some friendly competition. Tony Khan, Smack Talk and Triple H, Smack Talk and HBK and Vinnie Mag. That'll fire them up. So, yeah, it was fun to see. Good competition. What do you think? Well, I'll be honest. Uh, I watched NXT first, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Kind of what I did, and I went back and watched the AEW show. Um, look, here's here's what I took away from it. Both shows, you know, I guess delivered in their own way. Yep. Uh, I think the best part of AEW was probably the ending. Not in, not in a bad way. I just really yeah. enjoyed that. Day the day at the end, show. everyone yeah. was fighting, and you know, just the way it went off the air. It was kind of cool. It was kind of nostalgic in terms of old school wrestling. You know, when they used to do that in the NWA and stuff. Yeah. Um, NXT. Look, here's the thing. Honestly, you're right. You hit the nail right on the head for me. Both shows were pretty much standard shows. Yeah. What separated them is what WWE did with their top tier talent, bringing them in. I don't think any show in particular, and we were talking about this off the air, I don't think either show in particular was stellar by any means, right? It was an average show if you didn't, you know, regardless. See, here's the one thing AEW does a lot. They give pay-per-view style matches on regular TV all the time. Yeah, they give it away, yeah. Right, they give it away constantly. Um, And that's not a knock on them. That's their label. That's their brand, how they do it. But that was basically what that show was. I mean, a 30-minute buy-in, who you know, it's just too much to consume, right? Uh, Especially in the if you're if you're airing on the West Coast, it's it's Tuesday. People are driving home from work. Who's gonna watch that? Absolutely. Right. And and so, but but I think at the end of the day, NXT prevailed. And and this is why I think so, the production value. I was just want to say, dude, nobody's but you just said it, but I just want to say that the production, the lighting. The graphics, the brightness, the cameras, the stage. It has a better production quality than AEW's main show. Does this WWE show? Yeah. And they got production down to a science. 
No, and, and I think that was the biggest piece. And that's always been my issue with AEW is their production. Not so much the look, if you were going to actually look at the wrestling, AEW wins on the day. Oh, in terms against, of, yeah, maybe for matches, I guess. For, for matches in wrestling. Just just maybe some even the matches in NXT would have been, you know, would have beat out what they were going up against on that show that night. But what I'm saying is overall, the wrestling there would have won, right? But production-wise, they always seem to slip. Like, it just I don't know why. They just can't figure it out on that end. They haven't been in business long enough. They don't have the same well, production. You know what? Four years. At four years, you should know enough now. That's all I'm saying. Their cutaways yeah. and stuff still trouble me. Um, you know, like I said, at Wembley Stadium, Will Osprey was about to do something killer. And they pan to the crowd. Like, wide shot of the crowd. Like, stuff like that. Um, yeah. But overall, WWE, just if think about it. It's in the Performance Center of, or wherever they, they film that. Performance Center. Capital, yeah. City, Capital City, whatever it's called, right? Um, it, it's an in-house studio. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, maybe it's a bonus that they can control it better from that angle. But overall, just the crowd, the way it was displayed, just the colors, the way it popped. I don't know if USA just has a better color schemes going for it you know in terms of its delivery but overall i just have to say that nxt was the better show man and you know seeing taker come out and you know so on seeing that cody rhodes yeah the only thing is now that was one hot night for nxt what are they gonna do next week are they still gonna bring out the big guns different not so strong seeing every nxt who are they gonna bring out because if they don't bring all the big guns you'll see the viewership drop again so now they set the bar high what are they gonna do going forward well, I think going forward, you're just going to go back to what it was. That's the reality of it. Because, I mean, remember, it's a developmental territory, right? Yeah, I know, I know. This, but they're raising the bar so high, bringing out some of the best guys, and you don't bring them back. And people are like, I don't want to see it. John Cena's not here. Cody Rhodes ain't here. I'm not watching. That's what the average Joe's going to say. So it'll hurt him in rating. But you're right. It's a development show. But they, they raised the bar high last night. Well, so, they were high. I mean, I'm just trying to bring them up here for us so we can get into those ratings, right? So, I mean, the ratings did come out uh, this afternoon. Really yeah. quick, actually, because normally these wouldn't, well, I guess because it's head to head makes sense. So NXT last night drew nine nine hundred and twenty one thousand viewers with a 0.30 percent rating in the 18 to 49 demo, which is up from last week, which is basically us, the Attitude Era crowd, right? Yeah. Uh, we're clinging on by a thread. Not many of us left watch wrestling. Um, no. And that's just the reality of that, right? Yeah. Um, that's up from last week's 857,000, right? Yes. So on average, if you think about it, they're they're averaging anywhere from, you know, 700 to 800,000 fans every week. Which is awesome for, for their bottom show, right? Oh, no, great. It, it puts a lot of light on some of these guys. And now these yeah. guys will have to work harder, right? You know, so oh, that's yeah. the reality of it. Uh, Dynamite, unfortunately, last night, they were the losers on the head-to-head -head here. Uh, they drew 603,000 um, viewers with a 0.26 rating in the 18 to I'm surprised they got so low. Usually they're around 700,000. I'm surprised they got so low. Right. So without all the big names and everything that was on um, NXT last night, they only drew 800,000 fans last week. Who's that? And, or AEW. AEW, yeah. Yeah, so even with all of that, NXT would have still beat them with their 857 last week. Yeah, it's close, though. 
but yeah. Close, but I mean, it just like that's your A show. That's all I'm trying to say. And you know, Tony Khan took a really big gamble here, and it, it kind of—I don't know if it's blew blew up in his face, but I mean, for what I don't he, think it blew up in his face, but it didn't work out as he thought it would. Right, Edge. I said it last show. Edge is not a needle mover. He, yes, he's a great talent, but he's not a guy that the average guy is going to say, "I want to watch this guy." He's just not. Yeah. Right? The hardcores love him, and he's done some. He's a legend, and he's a great, but he's not a needle mover. It's just the reality. John Cena is. Yeah. Here's the one thing I will say that I, I took away from NXT, the show itself, last night. Yes, Cena was there. Yeah. Yes, Taker showed up. Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes was there. Oscar was there. Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman was there. But here's the cool part of it all. Like, if you actually go and watch some of the WWE digital shorts and stuff that they have, they do mm-hmm. a lot of these things. You know, it kind of helps the storylines or builds what yep. they do. Um I didn't feel that any of those big names were, were trying to take the spotlight. If you can understand. No, they didn't. No, they were there to help. They were really people. focusing on the, the younger talent and really trying to elevate them, which I really, really liked, right? Um, they don't even need to try to take the spotlight. They are the spotlight. They just walk out there and John Cena take her love no matter what they do. No, no, I get they that. The, they can read the alphabet. They yeah, yeah, yeah. No, hundred percent, right? But 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 the reality was, you could see what those other talents, the the big talents, were doing. Now, apart from Moscow, who had to win, right? You know, she mm-hmm. had against uh, Roxanne Perez. One day, she's going to be one of the top female stars, I believe, in the company. Um, but yeah, Oscar had to beat her, obviously, just for obvious reasons. But just the way they use that talent to elevate the younger talent, right? So now, you know, it's time for those guys to put in the work. Um, on the AW side, like I said, the matches were okay. They were okay matches, but there's the matches that you would normally get in general. They didn't do anything special last night to make you want to tune in, just a regular dynamite. In essence, that's what it was, right? I mean, yeah, you had two title changes happen on the show, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray Phoenix lost the international title back to Orange Cassidy, and Hakura Ishida, she is now officially three-time uh, AEW Women's Champion. She beat Soraya. Um, mm-hmm. So so you you had those kind of moments there. Daniel O'Brien, uh, you know, he was on the card. Um, yep. What else was there? You know, it, up there. I, I think the one mistake they made, and if you were going to try to do something big, they didn't use MGF, MJF it correct in any way, man. I think yeah, he's, really our, he's our biggest star that. right now. Dude, that's their biggest star, and they made him look horrible on that show. Just my opinion. Like go back and watch the segment, guys and girls. I, mean, yeah, just, yeah, I watched it. Um, it. It was like okay, so just to understand where it's coming from, Jay Jay White, I believe the one of the Bullet Club elite guys. They stole his title. He's current AEW Heavyweight Champion. Uh, they stole his title, and he's been trying to get it back. And he comes out there, you know, asking for his title back, and like he didn't really wrestle. Like he should have been on the card, man. Mm-hmm. He should have been wrestling. I mean, not only is he amazing on the stick, he's also really good in the ring, right? Yeah. And and not to have him like just kind of play that silly ass role, like it just didn't make sense. It's a lot of things AEW does doesn't make sense. A lot of times they do some good stuff and they do some silly stuff. And Tony Khan is kind of all over the place. And they don't. Have, I don't even have the best writers there either. You need to have good writers in place. You have to have creative minds in place. It doesn't matter how talented the wrestler or worker is. You need to have somebody writing with them and helping them along. It's acting in essence, right? And we got well, without the good writers, the show suffers. 
Speaking of writers, and this just came to my mind right now, just thought throw it out there. Maybe you have the answer if someone's listening and they can leave us a comment and let us know. The writers for WWE or AEW, don't they belong to the Writers Guild or whatever? Wouldn't they in general? If that's the yeah. case, they'd be on strike too? The strike's over now. Is it over now? It's over now, yeah. When did it end? Uh, about a week or two ago, all the the late night guys are back now. All the late night goofballs are on at night. Oh, Clowns are back, yeah, so the strike's over. Oh, okay, okay, well, it shows you how much I pay attention to that movie. The only reason I bring it is because John Cena was saying he's only around until this is over, and then he has yeah. to go back to filming. So I thought, you know, that from, from Saturday to now, I, I didn't realize that it had already changed. Yeah, I think it happened talking, about a week ago. He was still talking about it as if they were still on strike. Yeah, no, I, as far as I know, they're, they're off strike, as far as I know. Or certain portions of it, or I don't know how, how it breaks down, but Speaking of that, Vinny Mac said no to CM Punk coming back. I think they're just trying to say that, then he'll show up. I think that's the whole play, man. It's I mean, it's no, called but... deterrent, right? I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, he's going to come back, but I mean, they want to try they're to. Saying, well, Dave Meltzer saying that, you know, Punk was contact with him and Vince has said no, he's too much trouble. But he just might maybe be saying that, so we don't think he's coming to be surprised if he does come. Well, we'll see. Well, that, yeah. So to further that, Tony Khan, Triple H, and Vince all sat down together and decided collectively that it would be bad to bring him back right now. I don't believe that story. No way Vinny sits down with Tony Khan and gives him any time of day or even talks to him. I don't buy that. No, no, sorry, not Tony Khan. I apologize. Nick Khan. Nick Khan. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And I don't even know if I believe that. I think uh, one thing I've thanks for that up. One thing I've been noticing a lot, you have all these different bloggers and website guys. You see them on Facebook and Twitter. There's random people, you know, like, wrestling.co.uk they got like five six thousand dollars and all these guys talk about is nitcon triple h and every article i read that these guys are the brain power vinnie mac decide if cm punk comes or if he doesn't final decision but they always are i find that they're embellishing triple h's role a lot triple h said no vinnie if he wants him there he's there if he doesn't he doesn't i find that with a lot of these bloggers always pumping up triple h he's the most if it's a good raw triple h or if it's a bad raw mini right these guys are some of the biggest fools I've ever seen in wrestling and i've actually reached out to some of them to try to come on the show so i want to ask them about where they're getting this information from are they making it up or who's their sources but they haven't responded yet so i'd love to have one of these guys come on and debate them to see where they get their sources from ladies and gentlemen i <laughs> introduce to you no nonsense chancellor love it's it just like because they're feeding so much disinformation though that i know is not true you're going to tell me that Triple H can tell Vince if CM Punk comes in. No, he can't. He's hit it. He's in charge of creative. He doesn't make the decisions. So, right? So just but to we're pumping this guy up like he's like he's like a writing god. He's only been around for a little bit and he hasn't created anything. It's just like it's a younger guy is doing it. I know I know why they're doing it, but it's, it's a false narrative and they should got to report the truth. Fair play, fair play. So this is fact. I can tell you this, and I'm not sure if you know it or not, but Triple H from Endeavor has been given 99.9%. That's what it never has said that. These are, that's what I'm saying. These are the bloggers telling you that. Vince McMahon still in control of 49%. He's a chairman of the board. He could tell Triple H, this ain't happening and that ain't happening. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. They're telling you that. We haven't heard that from Endeavor. That's my point. Okay. So who's perfect. making it? Which is I'm not saying that rumor. Yeah. yeah. We have heard Endeavor. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I think people are making a bigger deal out of most of this anyway. It's like at the end of the day, look, Triple H has been doing his job, right? Everyone's doing their part, whatever they're doing. I mean, you think about it, Bruce Pitchard is still working there. Yep. All, you know, Michael Hayes is all working there. So, I mean, well, there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen, not just two, three guys. Right. 
you know. So, so what I'm saying is, involved. I find what they're trying to do is they're trying to downplay Vinny and pump up Triple H like he deserves a spot. He's earned. He got the spot because he married Steph and Vince handed it to him. I'm yeah, talking about as a as an executive and as a creative guy. Other wrestlers could have had the spot, but they would have married Steph. That's harsh to say, but that's the truth of it. It's his son-in-law gave him a gig. I'm not taking away from Triple H's wrestling. I'm talking about after wrestling. And I'm not saying he's doing a bad job. Why do you think Shawn Michaels has an NXT job? It's his best buddy. You know, it's, it's a lot of nepotism going on here. And I'm not oh saying goodness. they don't deserve it. Michaels is one of my all-time favorites. But I'm saying these are guys that use their power and, and put themselves in the right spots. People have been saying that about them for 30 years, right? So, And I'm not saying they don't deserve it, but I think we're pumping their tires a little too much yet. This is my take. All, all I got to take for, for say to that is like we live in a time where people want respect and they don't want to earn it. We mm-hmm. live in a time where people are quickly to gratify and and be good. You know what I mean? Like, how yeah, can yeah. I put it this way? Like, when you hear that you deserve a chant, you deserve a chant, right? Mm-hmm. That's being watered down because, in my honest opinion, sometimes that chant isn't deserved, right? Yeah. And it's just a reflection on what we live in today. Where oh, I don't want to get in trouble, bro, but here's the no, thing. I know what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Like, look, look, if 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 my if little Miss Miss is playing soccer, mm-hmm. right? I want her to win. Yep. I don't want her to get a participation award. Yeah, you want to earn it. I know what you mean. I want to, you know, earn the victory. If you're going to lose, earn the loss. Because through losing, there's so much learning. Yeah. Right? It's like you look at, prime example, uh, what was it, the New England Patriots? They went that whole season undefeated right into the playoffs and then lost in the Super Bowl. Yep. Right? The so the minute you go down and face some sort of adversity, which you haven't faced, that's the, yeah. the worst time to face it because you don't know how to handle it. Because, yeah. you know, every coin flip has been whatever you were wanting it to be yeah. up until that point. So losing is a big part of things. So I think we just live in a world now where everybody wants to prop up and this and that. But the other side of that is, you know, what we do, Right. You, mm-hmm. you suck up. I'm not saying we do, do what I'm just saying, but those kind of bloggers and vloggers and people that... Yeah, well, I'd love one of them to come on. They have some a big following, but they never respond. I guess they want to be faceless, I guess, but it's just like, I just want to say to them, like, where do your sources... Not the name of the names, like, you just make up stuff and you're throwing it out there. <clears throat> like the Stephanie and Triple H had divorced. Where did that come from? Well, some idiot on the internet with some following threw it out there. It's not true. And we, Triple H was getting texts about it. Are you getting divorced from Kevin Nash? She's like, no, I'm not. That's not true. But no. it's some guy on the internet with a good following spun it out yeah, for whatever the reason. I don't know. That's just the world we live in now, man. Everybody yeah. wants clout, right? And that's what separates us. I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, hey, yeah, yeah. this is what Snap and Chance is. We tell the truth. We tell the real facts. We don't mm-hmm. embellish. We work with the real information, right? So, I mean, and that that's what makes it harder for us because, you know, who, who wants to listen to the truth? Yeah, 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 no. So that's what I'm saying. I don't. We haven't heard from Endeavor if that's true. We're just hearing from the bloggers and they're yeah. telling us the truth. But you got to remember, these same guys that are writing us, they're praising Triple H like he's the greatest writer of all time. Ten years ago, they hated this guy. They hated Triple H. They thought he was a kiss-ass. They thought he wouldn't put anybody over. They hated John Cena. Now all these guys do is praise Triple H and praise John Cena. So they just, they're really, really finicky people. Well, not all of them, but, a lot but of them. then a lot of the times you realize what you lose when the guy's actually gone. 
absolutely. In some cases as well, right? Like you, know, you realize like everyone, John Cena sucks. Everyone hated on him for so long and he left. And now you can't get enough of him again, right? Watch, if yeah. he stays another six months, they'll start hating him again. <laughs> so right? he's sticking too long, he's taking the spotlight, yeah. Right. So, you know, and that's just the that's just the nature of the beast of this society that we live in today, man. It, yeah. It's not it's not what we grew up in, you know, and, you know, shout out to Lady D, our girl in the background who does a lot of work for us and helps us out. And, you know, she's just awesome. We were talking about this a little bit today as well, just in terms of, you know, different times. Like, remember the five and an inch, five and a half inch floppy disks? Yep. Yeah, we were talking about that. She's saying my computer's slow, and you know I need to get this. I'm like, we used to use these. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yes, yeah. And we complain about everything today because it's not fast enough, and everything you know, people just slow down. Honestly, I think that's yeah. the message of the day. We just all need to slow down and relax and enjoy the flowers and get your work done. Still grind well, hard. You're not going to stop. But the same. One of these other bloggers was writing about how Vince doesn't know how to do business and what he's doing. I said, thinking to myself, dude, he just sold the company for how many billions of dollars? Like, he doesn't know what he's doing. Like, come on, man. We're sitting in your mom's basement in your underwear telling us this guy who's a, the greatest promoter of all time doesn't know how to make a deal. He's cut the biggest deal he's ever made. Like, it's just such nonsense. Really? So crazy. It is, it is what it is, man. It really yeah, is. Yeah, funny. Um, I don't keep entertaining, I guess, keeps people something to talk about and keeps it flowing. No, for sure. For sure. I guess that's what it is. Right. But I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, we keep our stuff, you know, tight yeah. and clean and, and mm -hmm. to, to the point. All right, Chance, I tell you what, man, we, we, this, I like what we did here today. Uh, yep. You got a top five? I do. Let's hear your top five edge matches of all time since you already speaking on them. Otherwise, I'll keep it going. Oh, top five edge matches of all time. Okay. Uh, obviously, the first TLC. Yeah, kind of set the standard for everybody. I mean, if, if there's anything he pioneered with those guys, would it be that? Absolutely. Yep. Um, any match that he had in his John Cena feud. Yeah, um, they, had some, they had a good rivalry together. They had a really good rivalry because there's one, not one that I can really pinpoint. Um, this wasn't a match, but it was a segment when him and Lita did that rated R superstar kind of. Uh, mm -hmm show in the middle of the ring uh that was kind of funny and kind of you know if you think about it edge did some crazy stuff yeah he still does no no but it, like those kind of things like he's oh yeah yeah, yeah. It down like yeah. I mean, this is post attitude era stuff right so i mean yeah. you know, for that time uh what else would it be <laughs> whenever he wrestled with christian as a conquistadors yeah that those are just fun times and I guess his match with Randy Orton at WrestleMania 36 when he came back, or yeah, the one in the uh, performance center, mm -hmm. cinematic type of match. But I mean, he really Is that the one they called the greatest, the greatest wrestling match of all time. Is that the one they labeled that one, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was good, not the greatest, but it was really good, though. No, it was a good match, right? That was yeah. fun. Um, yeah, so that's basically that's what I would call it, man. That's a good list. I like the one he had of Mick Foley, too. That was a good one. Oh, mania, right? With the yeah. Uh, table. Yeah, you know what? That didn't even cross my mind, bro. So he's had a lot of good matches. That's what I mean. You can really make 10 of them. Yeah. That yeah. really stand out. I mean, we could even go to the brood days, but I mean, he was kind of, I don't know. Did anything outside of the entrance, did you, did anything stand out for you there? Not really, no. Just the entrance, Gangrel and them. I tell you what, man, while we wrap it up here, I think we've really, really covered yeah. a lot yeah. of 
ground, but we didn't talk about Fastlane and we didn't talk about Rob. But I tell you what, the show we was have two more to talk about, right? So I mean, <laughs> I like it. I like what we did. I like it. It's fun man. competition, man. It's there you go. Good. There you go. So I tell you what, you need to do. You need to. Uh, I think we're going to clip this up and we'll send this to your vlogger friends. Yeah, we're <laughs> out there, yeah. Those guys on here. They'll say, yeah, he's a Vinny lover. He's a Vinny lover. That's what they'll say. That's what is fine. I'm not yeah. hiding behind it. I agree. There you go. I would love, no, I, I'm with you, brother, man. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I'm just saying this is what they'll say about him. Oh, he just loves Vince. He praises Vince. But why wouldn't I? Look what the guy's done. He's an icon. He's a genius. There you go. Right. Snapping Jazz indirectly, he's here because of him. Yeah, maybe Vinny will see this one day and he'll never come on, but maybe he'll look at him and get a chuckle out of it. I want him to come on and I want him to have that mustache. Like I've asked you before, would you rather sit down with Vince or Bob Aram for an hour interview? If you could get them both, you can only pick one. Two of the, the two of the greats that uh, they've done. <laughs> but Bob's still sharp for 1991, man. He is very sharp still. Bar That's a tough one. Mm -hmm. You know what? I would have to say Bob Aram only because he's 92. And there's a lot, with all due respect, there's yeah, yeah, he's still closing. Yeah, this is going to live to 120. And <laughs> I figure okay. that if we get Bob, that will probably bump us up, which then will get the attention of Vince McMahon, which will be an easier get at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, two guys, two, uh, two dream interviews right there, right there, man. So, Mr. Aram and Mr. McMahon, if you're listening or anyone <laughs> close to you is listening, we would love to have you on the show. On that note. I'm Bobby Sampson. He's Chance Michaels. And in the words of the great ACDC, those that download, like, and subscribe to the podcast, we salute you. We do salute you. And in the words of the infamous Ed Whalen, in the meantime and in between time, that's it for Samp and Chance. Everyone, have a great rest of your week, and we will catch you soon. Samp and Chance out.